Hello and welcome to the Premier League Fan Podcast. Now, before we go any further, this is a very long podcast, so I'm going to keep this short and sweet. I do just need to give you a quick warning before we start, though. As always, this podcast is recorded live and unscripted and may contain some language and topics that some listeners may find offensive. Don't forget, you can also follow us on our social media. You know them all, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, at PL Fan Podcast. Now enough chit-chat, we're going to get on with this episode. Get ready for all the final day drama. Welcome to the Premier League Fan Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Premier League Fan Podcast. This is Chris. Uh, I'm joined by the usual horrible threesome um, of Joe, Luke and Troy. Hello boys, how are you three? Hello. Fantastic. (laughs) Yeah, one of you is. Um, (laughs) We're also joined by friend of the podcast and um, good friend of ours, uh, Tom. Hello Tom, how are you? Hello Chris. Feeling on top of the world. Good, good, good. Now, uh, we'll give you a little bit of insight just so that you uh, know who to- who Tom is um, following and, and who who he's going to be back in today. Um, Tom, you're a Manchester United fan as well as Troy, aren't yeah, you? But a, a slightly nicer one, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> some might say, some might say, yeah. Yeah, so, um, you know. We'll, we'll wait and see. So I have a feeling this podcast is going to be very much me and Joe versus the other How three. How going to work if the one listener we've got is on the podcast as well? I mean, this is this is this is a worry. I mean, you've got you've got to commit to actually listening to it, Tom, as well. You can't just be on it because we rely on your listen. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. Tomorrow morning, I'll go. Yeah. Straight you away. can't. You have to still listen to it because we need these figures because you're our only listener. But um, yeah, uh, we appreciate you being here. Last in the series of the Premier League Fan Podcast, obviously, we are 24 hours removed from it all finishing up and it all um, finishishing. And what? We're, and it was it was it was full of drama as we thought it was going to. Um, we're going to go into it all. We're going to look back at some of the predictions we made earlier on in yes, the series, we um, and, and we're going to we're going to see if any anything that we predicted back then we change anything. So we're going to crack straight on with relegation and the relegation battle because I just want to get it out of the way. It needs to be a plaster that is pulled. Off you go, Luke. Cue the music. No, you need no, to talk we're about music. <laughs> we're not queuing the music yet. We're two minutes. We're two and a half minutes well, in, it's Luke. The it's the opening. It's the opening. <laughs> Luke, no. Talk to me about Aston Villa. <laughs> uh, I think I'd like to cue the music first. No, we're not queuing the music. We don't do that usually. Um, well, it's my show now. Villa of Sailor, <laughs> I want to cue the music. Can we cue the music, please? The Aston Villa fan podcast. As I say, everybody listening now, cue the music. He's going to edit this now. It's going to be cherries or something. I am not cueing the music, Luke. We we, we need to carry on. Gentlemen, we record this. I can't hear you from down there, Chris. Cue the music. Obviously, obviously, while Luke composes himself and gets to grips with the fact that he's doing a podcast at the moment. um, So, yeah, so basically, when the final day came (laughs) around, Final day came around. Bournemouth needed um, a win for them to win and for Villa and Watford to both lose. Villa just needed a draw um, and Watford needed to win and the rest to lose as well. Um, Obviously, if you're all football fans, you're listening to this, you're, you know, you you know what's happened. Um, Watford carried on their poor run of form um we'll, we'll talk about Watford first while Luke composes himself he's probably still drunk from last night uh, <laughs> Joe it was um 
Derek, it was uh, Arsenal-Watford, um, and Watford just couldn't do it yesterday, could they? No. Uh, it was a weird one, because we just from the start, you know, 3-0, like nothing had happened. It was just, it seemed so, so simple. And then Arsenal decided to be Arsenal. Um, I mean, we let Danny Welbeck score against us, you know. Says it all, really. Oh, and David Louise, you know, getting nowhere near the ball, um, going for a challenge. Nothing really new, but a lot of we um, won. a lot of so. a lot of VAR decisions. I think there was a pe- penalty. The first penalty take took quite a while. Mike Dean was the official. Um, I know he got overturned. Um, so yeah, it, it, it was it was um, it was it was a dramatic game, which didn't go Watford's way. Um, t- uh, Tom, we'll come to you. Um, uh, obviously, Nigel Pearson um, was sacked as Watford manager. Uh, shockingly, before the two final games were played, do you feel that that it could have been a different story if they'd have kept Nigel Pearson, or do you think it, it, it was probably inevitable that they were going to lose those two final games? Uh, I think it's probably inevitable. Watford have usually done a right against Arsenal, I think, uh, in the past. They normally turn in a performance. Although that says more about Arsenal than it does Watford, I think. Um, but in all things being said, I think even with Nigel Pearson, I think they were on a downward trajectory as it was. So I don't think they would have stayed up. Yeah. Um, and obviously, uh, we'll, 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 we'll discuss, I mean, obviously Watford didn't get the job done. They went down. Um, Bournemouth... Um, did get the win that they needed, needed a bit of luck from the London Stadium um, and just didn't get it. It didn't work out. Um, I know. Well, that game. It, yeah. And, and, and do you know what? It, it, I'll be honest with you. I'll, I'll say my little bit now. I'll, you know, it, it, at the minute, it's, it's. I mean, Troy, you've got a smirk on your face. <laughs> <laughs> the but, bell. um, <clears throat> honestly honestly it's you know just I just want to be serious for a second because um it wasn't good enough the whole the whole season we weren't we weren't good enough um we went out with a fight yesterday an incredible performance at Goodison Park um and we're in a situation now where we've been relegated as a as, some, as a boyhood fan of AFC Bournemouth it, it it was amazing for us to get there we thought it would, you know, and you all live in the town apart from Luke, who's actually a Brummie. Um, you know, I think we all just, we, none of us thought that this was going to be a possibility. It was a possibility. We thought we'd go up and come straight down. Five incredible years in the Premier League. So, you know, for that, Eddie, his team, chairman, owner, you know, thank you for those memories. But it, it was a little bit of a bitter pill to swallow yesterday um, for various reasons. Uh, but, Luke, Luke, who, Luke, how are you feeling? So obviously, Aston Villa um, scraped, um, scraped their their survival. They're in I'd they're have, in the I'd Premier have League. To say, from the last four games, we picked up eight points. Uh, very very good performance from the last four games. That could obviously completely change it. Before them, before that time, we thought we were down. Uh, we, we was even having the conversation saying we weren't we Chris going. Oh, we don't even think Bournemouth and Villa have a chance now. It's basically yeah. over. Um, yeah, we pulled out the bag last couple of games. We played really well. Um, I have to say, it was like that game. There was one of the most nervous games, two hours of my life. We've got Everton, who don't look very good at the moment. Like we played Villa, like when Villa played, them, they didn't look very good. We were sitting in the pub watching that game. They looked didn't look great. They didn't look great against Bournemouth. I'm not taking credit away from Bournemouth there, but seeing that game and then Arsenal nearly throwing it away from Watford, what a hell of a game that was like the last season that was. It was it was it was tense yesterday. You know, I was I was flicking between the you know and and you I completely I mean a few weeks ago, Luke, we you know you and me have had private conversations about Bournemouth and Aston Villa, and I think we both thought. It was all that, over. We thought it was all over for both teams, and yeah. I, I mean, Villa have shown some real balls, um, probably, and, and and slightly more than Bournemouth um, uh, in in the end. So yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's fantastic. Um, obviously, Chris, Chris, is it is it time for ready to go? Um, I was going to mention this. No, well, obviously, obviously there was there's there's a lot of, and I think I think that's 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 what 
as a Bournemouth fan and Bournemouth fans on Twitter and Bournemouth fans that are my friends, it's it's going to be a real hard um, couple of weeks, I think, for the club. Um, there are there, there's certain things, rumblings you, you're hearing around the club that it may be Eddie t- Eddie's time to go. I don't think there's a Bournemouth fan out there. And if there is a Bournemouth fan out there that wants Eddie to go, then I'd question their um, their eth- ethnicity <laughs> and their loyalty to the team. That man... T- that, do you not agree, Joe? I, so, so he's pulling a face. <laughs> I think... Um, I, don't, I don't think Eddie should go. I, I don't think... I think Eddie... I think there's... He's, the stuff he's done... I'll you know, tell you one thing. Yeah. I think the same as Villa. We're in the exact same position. We've both got managers who've managed a championship and got us up to the Premier League. It was yeah. a case of, which I still think is going to happen, you're going to keep him. He's got, yeah. There's a great reception from the fans anyway, but he's got you up from the championship once. He can do it again. And I also think the championship next season is not going to be as hard. The teams coming up from League One are terrible. They ain't gonna. They've got no money. They're gonna be awful. And the teams that are staying up, they're contending anyway. They've they've flown it. They're going straight up. Yeah, so, so, you, you'll so be the, fine next season. I, I I, the 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 bottom the bottom line is is Eddie needs in order for us to continue where where we are and continue to build the club. It it needs Eddie Howe at the wheel. Um, I think I think as a Bournemouth fan, it'll be a bigger blow for me if Eddie Howe goes, then us getting relegated from the Premier League. And I, I don't know a Bournemouth fan who doesn't feel that way. Um, Troy, I want to get Troy, I want to get your opinion on this. So obviously you've got Watford and AFC Bournemouth that have, are, are moving from the Premier League down to the Championship. Really needs to be a stock take of talent. There needs to be some big wages that comes off the, off the, um, off the books of both of those clubs. Who do you feel's the main targets from each of those clubs and where do you think they're going to go? Well, I think the, the obvious one is Ake, isn't it? Ake's, Ake, all the, all the top teams seem to be wanting defenders. Um, yeah, I think, definitely. I think he's in high demand. I think there's obviously a lot of talk about City taking him. Um, I wouldn't mind him at United because we could do with a left-footed centre-back. Um, could do with a right-footed one as well. you got Brooks <laughs> as well. <laughs> Who's um, obviously very talented. I can't see him staying at Bournemouth. Um, King possibly. You know, I, I think Bournemouth are going to lose quite a few players, to be honest. And I agree. I, th- I think there's going to be a great number. What about Watford, um, uh, Joe? Uh, do, do, you, do you feel anybody at Watford needs to come off the pay books? I mean, obviously there was talk yesterday, and that famous quote of Troy Deeney. I'm not that old, yeah, you cheeky sure, bastard. <laughs> Um, do you feel Troy Deeney needs to come off the way, Bill? Anybody in that team that you as any that would fit a Premier League team? Obviously, jump in. Any of you that feel that there's if there's any names that? Um, I think I think Deeney Deeney kind of hinted a little bit about it, um, and I think that go. Um, and I think he's a big thing for Watford as well. So if Deeney does go, I don't know how they'll replace him, really. Um, I must say, I'm not you know, the biggest follower of Watford. I don't know their squad very I well. I think the, the, the biggest one is De La Feo, isn't it? I think yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a big name, isn't he? He came from Barcelona, didn't he, I think, De, De La Feo? And... I think, um, oh, who's that? who's that blonde midfielder? Will, is it Will someone? Will Hughes. Oh, Will Hughes. Yeah, I think I think he'll go. I think a Premier League team will take him. You've also you've well, also got to look at like big wages that are on the on the books. So you've got to think Ben Foster. He's been there a, a, a huge amount of time. That needs to be a name that you'd really want off your books. Um, I imagine can, Danny Welbeck's getting a fair bit of money. Yeah, Danny Welbeck. Um, Tom, do you see any of those teams? What did you see? Ben Foster or or Welbeck going anywhere or you know, guess, do you, do you ben, see them in a team? I could definitely see Ben Foster going. I think he's he's a decent keeper. Um, probably just didn't have the defence in front of him to help him out at all. But and like you say, with those wages as well, you know, he's an established Premier League goalkeeper. He's probably commanding quite a wage bill. 
they probably do need to cut that down. So Ben Foster, I would imagine, would be one of the first. And I imagine if not the teams coming up, then the teams that have stayed up as well might be looking at him as well to, you know, for supporting their goalkeeping. He um he hasn't got age on his side though, has he, Ben Foster? So maybe maybe I mean I could see him in a top six sitting on a bench somewhere, maybe, you know, like a you know, like an Adrian has done for Liverpool this season. And done very well. Um that role well, yeah. We saw um, Arsenal. We don't need another one. Yeah. Um although we're not a top six team, are we? <laughs> uh Luke, big question I wanna I wanna send to you. Um obviously Jack Grealish he's been he's been incredible he's he's been incredible for you guys this season. Um single handedly you know did his bit to keep you in the Premier League. Um do you think he's off somewhere else or do you think he is now gonna stay with you as you are now in the Premier League? Luke? Anything at all? <laughs> it's Luke with us. We've lost Luke. We've lost Luke. Troy, I'll ask you that question. <laughs> Troy. I think, yeah, I, I think it's inevitable that he's going to go, isn't it? I, I think you look at him <laughs> compared to everyone else. He's hand out to player, isn't he? I yeah, think Luke, he'll, he's going to go. Luke, Luke, are you back? Can you hear us? Say. So, Go again, Luke. <laughs> no. no, we are struggling to hear you, Luke. Um, like I'm in a horror movie. Well, I say what we're gonna. Luke needs to sort his audio out. We do need to have a quick break because we need to get that one p from the sponsor. So um, we're gonna take a little break, and then we're gonna come back and hopefully we've got the Brummy on board. So we're gonna go to a break. Now it's cue the music. Now it's cue the music. This episode of the Premier League Fan Podcast is sponsored by our podcast provider, Anchor. Now, Anchor is a free app that you can download on your iPhone or iPad or any of your mobile phones. It is free to use and it has everything you need to create your own podcast. Now, trust me, if the four of us idiots can use it, anyone can use it. It's so easy. Go to Anchor FM to start your podcast today. Now, sit back and enjoy the Premier League Fan Podcast. Okay, we're back. That's the 1P. Thank you very much, Anchor, for the 1PH. Um, Hopefully by next series we'll have a budget, you know, we'll shell 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 out on some, you know, big, big penny penny sweets or something um we got we, we got a premier league footballer on our show i reckon well we could we ain't got the budget for it but i'm sure they'll do it for free we um, do like you in the championship might be able to get someone over <laughs> just have a bit of experience <laughs> um well you've got a championship fan on here next year it's nick at next series i haven't been kicked out yet so <laughs> <laughs> um luke Luke, the Brummies back in the room, so welcome back, Luke. Luke, Thank we you. lost you. We lost you there briefly. I, I did. I mean, we went to Troy, and Troy's given his opinion. Um, Jack okay. Grealish, um, obviously, he's been a lot of talk over the coming weeks about him moving on to another team. Do you feel that's going to happen, or do you think now Villa are in the Premier League? So, he sent out. He sent out a very interesting tweet yesterday. I was going to say this. And I saw the tweet, which ended my team. Yes. I want to go into detail with that. Because this go has on. got my goose pimples running up my arm. So, <laughs> first, first, goosebumps, goose pimples, goosebumps, run up my arm. Anyway, ignore that. I'm speaking. How rude. Um, go on, Luke. Anyway, uh, Jack Grealish piled that tweet, didn't he, go in, my club, dot, 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 my club. Now that, I don't think that's cryptic, and he's going to stay. I do think he'll go. There was rumours that he bought a house in Manchester already. So there's a possibility of you going to one of them clubs. But I don't know. We've got billionaire owners now. We've stayed in. I'd love him to stay another season. We need a winger and a striker. Hopefully we'll get Callum Wilson. And uh, yeah, 
Yeah. Honestly, you can honestly. It's it, it, he's he's one he's one person that needs to come off the way packet packet. He played he's he played fantastic. He's played fantastic. Yeah, he's on about he's on about hundred k a week. Um, it, it was it was. Um, so yeah, so he he needs to come off the wave packet, and he he'd be great at Villa. Um. Uh. So yeah, well, obviously we'll wait and see with that. Um, yeah. We don't know. We're we're still very fresh. Um. I, uh, tr- Chris. Yes, Troy. Yes, Troy. Where's Bournemouth? They watching them against Everton yesterday on Sunday. Don't you find it? It's just so annoying watching them, knowing that they can play good football. Why yeah, and, been doing it, and I think I think that that is that is the 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 big thing. I mean, I know there's there's people out there who can blame it on, well, I don't know, injuries. This what's happened. Everybody everybody's had the same pot of of luck dealt to them. Um, individual performances haven't been up to scratch all season. Um, individual performances have been very hit and miss um it is, that it, it is oh. well no, no because you've put junior stanislas in his place and he's best. and he's had a fantastic run in the team so and and, and watching ryan fraser i don't think his heart's been afc bournemouth for about a year now um it's 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 a frust- it's a frustration because yesterday we had injuries you know we had a handful of injuries Nathan Ake wasn't playing um you know there were there are other people that are squad players that that weren't part of the team but yet we still put a performance in and we were still playing the kind of football that I love to watch down at the Vitality Stadium so it's it's a real frustration for me it, it felt like too little too late to be honest with you, and 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 it's it is a frustration. Um, you can come back up with with Eddie Howe. We can. I don't, and I know I know that sounds like I'm a biased AFC Bournemouth fan, but he's got he's got it in him, and Eddie cares about that club, and he cares about he cares about everything. You know, it was heartbreaking yesterday to what to to see how affected he was at the end of that match, and and it, it was it was a hard watch. Um, but he's he's done wonders for that team, and he's done you know, give him a I think, statue. <laughs> I think it will be next year or a long. Term. Well, av- average. Well, here's here's the thing. For years, we were known as a lower league club. We were always known as a lower league club. Um, you know, I I put it on my Twitter yesterday that. I was as a boy, I was watching them in League Two, and you know they were in the brink of not being a football club anymore. Um, to, to be in the Premier League was a dream, and it, and it was something that we never expected. Um, and now to be in a situation where we've just been relegated from the Premier League, and people are talking about we'll be back, we'll be back. It's great. It, it, it's really nice to hear that because rather than it makes pe- people think that we ha- we have a chance to get back in there, and it's not like that's it. Bournemouth have had their run, and it's it's nice to hear. But we'll wait and see. I mean, you've got a you've got a couple of good youngsters now as well who are going to be good. Dan Juma, Brooks. You got a couple yeah. Of good Lloyd there. Lloyd Kelly is fantastic. Um, Aaron Ramsdale. I mean, he's for me has been our player of the season. I know clean sheets haven't been our thing, but some of the saves he's pulled off this this season are cracking. There's talk. There's there's looks on 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 Twitter and Instagram that he's possibly staying with the club. I mean. I see Aaron Ramsdale as our future captain at the moment. He is, he's, 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 his dedication to the club. We came, to, we, we got knocked down yesterday. Um, our, uh, Steve Cook came out. Obviously, he's been the captain for the majority of the season. He was told to come out by Eddie. Aaron Ramsdale came out, out on his own back to apologise to the fans, to apologise to, to, to everybody. Um, and that's, to me, is, it shows great maturity in a 22-year-old goalkeeper. And to me, he is if he stays at AFC Bournemouth as well, that would be a massive win. There are people that need to come off the books. Um, obviously, Fraser's off the books. Callum Wilson needs to come off the books. Um, okay, uh, Ake's obviously going to go. Um, he, he's been, he's been te- there's been talk of him going. Um, what about Jefferson Lerman needs to come off the books. Obviously, he was our star signing. Um, um, saw a really interesting point on 
Twitter today, actually, that Jefferson Lerman would be a good fit for Everton. Um, they really lack that presence in the middle. Yeah, but but um, but they really do lack that that presence in the middle. And and one thing Jefferson Lerma does is he is aggressive in 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 the middle of the park. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, obviously. D- d- any anybody? Th- where do you think these players are going to end up? I mean, obviously, I'm a Bournemouth fan, so I'm weighing it in. Do you think any of these players are going to end up anywhere? Uh, I feel like it's the same as after the Watford team as well. They're going to go to either Leeds who are coming up or teams like Villa who just scraped it. They're going to be going to teams like that, aren't they? I was going to say, I was going back to Watford before I cut out. Um, they've got a load of players as well that are all good enough for their, like Ducore. You got those in other midfielders who like a Jefferson Lamy will be running up and down the pitch. I do feel like Villa's gonna gonna take one or two of them if they can. Mm. Yeah. Where's all the money gone though, Chris? This you've got a, a club that has a, a stadium that's not even a League One worthy stadium. You've got I know you've bought a training you know, bought land for a new training ground, which may or may not, not go ahead now. There doesn't seem to be much investment in the infrastructure. In that five years that they've been up, I think the plan the wages to keep back, eh? Yeah, and I think I think this 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 is this is this this is my this has been my frustration with Bournemouth. Bournemouth Premier League status has always been a short term thing. There's never been that right. We're going to take this status and we're going to run with it. Um, it's always been a, it's it's always been a frustration. You know, the, the the ground the stadium's not owned by SC Bournemouth. It's rented, so we rent the stadium. Um. We only made five grand last year from ticket sales once we paid once we paid the rent and everything. Um, so ticket sales aren't bringing much revenue. I just feel all the money that we get has inve- been invested in the team, which can you argue is 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 it's done a good enough job for the finance yeah the final situation you've been and you got to the bloody Premier League exactly it's a good enough job, isn't you? I think yeah. it's fair, actually, if you think about it. The issue is, if you pump in loads of money and then it doesn't come off, and say Bournemouth did go down, except now you've got eight players on, like, 100k, you've got to get rid of a lot more. Not you know, cheap, yeah. a lot more players go out. And that's what ruins your club. And that's why yeah. you see big clubs jump from the Premier League down to, like, League One. So if anything, and I, th- I think, I, th- I, th- I th- and I think, um, you know, you, uh, I don't. Have, have you all seen the, the Sunderland documentary, Sunderland Till I Die? Has, has anybody seen that? It's a really so. great documentary. Um, if if you know, if anybody's listening, I mean, I know Tom's here, so Tom's listening at the minute. Um, but if anybody, if anybody wants to look at how not to do relegation, that is the documentary to watch. They they invested so much into their squad on long contracts. Um, and they struggled to get those names off the books and it crippled them. It absolutely crippled them. Um, I think, and I do agree, I think there is a little bit of savvy and I think there is us playing like we were only there for the short term may be a good thing. Um, and because Eddie needs to rebuild now, he needs he needs to, if it is Eddie, I hope it is, um, he needs to re- rebuild, take stock get people off the books who are costing money you know we've got Asmir Begovic coming back off of loan from AC Milan in a few weeks time he's on nearly 100 grand a week it, it's those kinds of decisions making that, that needs to happen it needs to happen quick you know we've only got a couple of weeks until um, you know nine weeks until till the Premier League starts but um, I could talk Will about the championship S- start sooner um, I think it's the week before yeah because there's, there's a few more Just games in there yeah, oh. uh, and and you know what, Luke? <laughs> Congratulations, Villa. Obviously, I want to. I want to address the elephant in the room. I've been I've been quiet for too long here. You wasn't last night. I saw all them messages. I was I was angry last night, and I and and, and you know I've I've had time to reflect. I'm I want to go to an impartial person here, Tom. Um, <laughs> Tom, obviously. Villa stayed up by a point. Um, oh, here we go. Go on. Um, I don't know where you're going with this, Chris. A point that was yeah, awarded yeah. to them because Hawkeye wasn't working. Um, how do you feel? How do, how, how do you feel? I mean, we said at the time when that happened, that's a 
big decision. It could really cost somebody. Huge. It's ended up it's ended up costing AFC Bournemouth. Um, oh, get off it. Do you think it, it, it really has? Um, anyway, <laughs> Tom, how do you feel that decision was handled at the time? Um, and do you feel that's 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 from it's it's it's, it's coming to play now? But Tom, give me your opinion. <laughs> from a neutral perspective, um, at the time, I was literally I couldn't believe it was happening. Like how it, it didn't get given as a goal for starters just absolute shocking use of technology basically because um, not only do they have the goal decision system they also have VAR where they could just watch it they could literally just see it with their oh, own I agree poor it was poor I would so, have to say though oh Luke's chiming in sorry sorry uh, Tom sorry, hang Tom. on we've got a guest on the <laughs> We've got a guest on the podcast tonight. And that's how you treat all your guests. Excuse his manners. Excuse his manners. Luke, no, you've interrupted now, Luke. We'll get your opinion. You're like a you're like a petulant child in the corner there, Luke. Give us your opinion then, Luke. I've been holding my tongue because of Go on. stupid messages. So you're saying the one point, the one point that that, that, that we stopped you from staying in the Premier League. First of all, if you wasn't so shite at the beginning and got more points, you would have stayed up anyway. And, Same uh, as Villa. Uh, but we stayed up. And secondly, because of the technicality, uh, the pros and cons. So we have the Wesley one where straight after that. Wesley, right, hit, right. right. Stop, 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 stop. No, let me, Luke, Luke, let me, Luke. Luke, let me get this point in. Let me get this point in. We can talk. We can talk about VAR all we want. We have said on this podcast many a time that that VAR is a matter of opinion. There is VAR decisions throughout the whole season. Luke, let me finish. Let me finish, Luke. There has been VAR decisions across the whole season which haven't been correct or haven't been that's one thing but each team had 38 games this season with Hawkeye working okay yeah apart from one game and it didn't make a call when it should have done now yeah. that's wrong in my book no that is wrong. wrong I said at the time when Tom was mentioning it and I've said it the whole time yes it's wrong because the goal should have been allowed once again, you don't know what's going to happen in that game. Maybe we conceded, would have stuck on an attacker, even though they're all shite, and we would have scored a goal. You don't know what's going to happen. You can't justify because of one goal, one decision, that it's going to change the game. Oh, the game would have said the same. Would have been one less goal. No, the tactics would have changed, and we could have won the game. You don't know what's going to happen. But there was there was an opportunity there in that stadium for them to go to VAR and rule the goal. And, well, and, and can you go to VAR? I don't think you can go to VAR for men's decisions. Well, then why not? Well, then what? It's surely. It's in the rules. It's a matter of opinion. It's a matter of choice. Luke, I've that? been to Villa Park. I've been to <laughs> Villa Park. Right, Luke. Sorry, guys, but right, I've been to Villa Park, right, and we took three points off you, but that's another story. But I've been to Villa Park. They've got big screens there that will show you the action. Yeah. One person. One person. Oh yeah. But Hawkeye's Hawkeye works there. Anyway, (laughs) I've been to Villa Park. Right. All it would take is one person. A fourth official, a senior official, a linesman to look up at the board. But they're not allowed to do that. I was sat sat in Joe's back garden, right, as were you, and I could see it was a goal. Oh, right. I, could as well. I was absolutely pissing myself off. Exactly. Doing, and I, we said at the time that this decision could cost somebody. We all thought it would. It could have cost Sheffield okay. United okay. European status, you can, but it hasn't. It's cost no, AFC Bournemouth its Premier League status. You know, it's, well, it's cost Watford as well, then, to complain on their behalf. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, no, but the difference is, Luke, the difference is, Luke, that if, if that had gone the correct way and been awarded, yeah. it, it goes so between, if that had been, if the goal had, if the goal had been awarded, you wouldn't have been, you, Villa wouldn't have had a point that day and, but how do you not, how and do Bournemouth know would have stayed have up. How do you not know that we would have changed tactics I'm just, scored? You can use scenarios all you like, it, it doesn't change anything. I'm just, you, I'm just saying it's disgusting. At the end of the day, 
at the end of the day at the end of the day it's happened doesn't it it's it's happened it's all done and i and i congratulate you i i congrats honestly (laughs) that i have nothing against villa i've nothing against the, the i think they're a great team well done on them for staying up but it just bothers me oh, that, I get that. that, that no, no, a technicality. I get, that. I get the technicality. Good. In all fairness, I do understand that Good. it has potentially, where you're going to say from your perspective, Kostya, you've got to think of it, all the other scenarios are going to occur, like I said. Yeah, but, exactly. But it's not fair, is it? And no, it's not fair, but like VAR as well. Where, where where you can go to all these scenarios where we had the stupid offside, which they spent, I can't go there, four and a half right. minutes analysing his boot. We are never, we are never going to, Luke, we're never going to agree on this. Congratulations. You and Troy were correct. Well, well done. Well done. Troy, Luke, you were correct. Villa stayed up whether it be on what whatever we've got we've got so much more to cover <laughs> and we ain't even we ain't even halfway through here guys it's going to be a long podcast so i do apologize um right anyway we're going to leave the relegation battle where it was um obviously everybody knows what happened there we're going to move to I've uh, me and Luke have vented now. I've I've <laughs> I've I've got it. You know, it is what it is. I will be here next season as, as an impartial um, uh, <clears throat> member of the panel. So I look forward to seeing how Villa get on next and year, I'll as well as the rest. Premier League team. Good, good, good. Anyway, let's move to the top of the table. Um, now, when we when we um when we came back after the uh, COVID break, we had ideas of how the top four was going to look didn't we I think we all thought that Leicester was going to be involved in it we all thought Sheffield United are going to be involved in it it's really turned on its head um it has Tom well obviously Tom's joining us this week Manchester United fan Tom the the performance that Manchester United have put in since the lockdown what have you got to say about it it's been an incredible turnaround really like where you saw the seeds were starting to grow when Fernandez came earlier on in the year. And it's all started from there and it hasn't stopped even after the lockdown. Um, I think we're the only team to remain unbeaten since the restart, uh, which has been incredible. And uh, yeah, it's come from, I think we were 14 points behind Leicester at one point. Yeah, Uh, we were. So then being third place um, is brilliant. Although, do you have to say we were looking a bit leggy in the last few games, looking a bit tired, but uh, we managed to get through it and uh, yeah, secured it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, and obviously the, the season has ended, Troy, with um, Manchester United in third. Um, I know, I know, when we were doing some shows during the lockdown, we were saying that it would be great if they got to fifth. Um, incredible turnaround, um, and yeah, I mean Champions League football next year. Yeah, incredible. As, as Tom said, we were we were 14 points behind Leicester um, coming in coming after the lockdown. And just to, to turn it around has been absolutely incredible. Um, and yeah, the most important thing for Ollie was to get Champions League football. Um, you know, it's, it's going to mean that we can build on on our performances that we have had <clears throat> towards the, the end of the season. And we're going to be able to get some some players in that we might otherwise not have if if we hadn't had the Champions League. Yeah, I mean that that status is huge, isn't it? When you when you're trying yeah. to recruit players, it is it is a real plus to have to have that. Um, so yeah, fantastic job at Old Trafford and Ollie against all odds, really. Uh, Joe, let's, let's move down. Let's move down the table. Um, oh. Want to want to talk about Frank Lampard and the job that he's done at Chelsea? You know, we talked earlier on in the series oh, about, um, and I know Luke's Luke's a fan of of, of Lampard's work. Um, he inherited the team, had a transfer embargo, lost arguably his best player, put a lot of youth into the team, made some really harsh decisions along the way, mm-hmm. um, and they've come out fourth. That's that's an incredible finish, wouldn't you say, Joe? Yeah, definitely. I think um, Lampard's been incredible for Chelsea. Um, 
and they've got they've got a very very good squad. If anything, they were just underperforming. Um, aside, I'm not saying Frank Lampard hasn't been instrumental in it, but I think the players also bucked up their ideas. Pulisic has been incredible, um, yeah. and they've got a few hidden like I, I honestly believe I think he's the most underrated player in the Prem is Giroud. Uh, I think he's yeah. an unreal striker that is just looked down upon for some reason. Um, yeah. And actually, Chelsea are a bit of a force, you know. And I think next season, with the players they've got coming in as well, I think they're going to be big, even potentially yeah. title contenders. Um, obviously, Timo Werner. Um, oh. uh, he, he was he was in at Stamford Bridge yesterday. You know, he, there was pictures all over social media of him in, at Stamford Bridge. Um, one thing I want to talk about about Chelsea is their goalkeeping situation. Obviously, they spent seventy five million um, on on their goalkeeper, most expensive goalkeeper in the world. And it has, uh, yeah, Kepa Rizbalaga. I can pronounce goalkeepers names usually I can't pronounce outfielders um, but um got dropped last yesterday against um uh in in the final game um also has conceded the most goals to shots ratio it's been a massive waste of money Luke who do you see do you, do you think they're going to change goalkeepers for next season yeah yeah, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised um, for Rams uh Ramsdale I, I don't think I don't think Ramsdale's established enough yet. I don't, uh, but there was rumours they're going to go in for Dean Henderson. Yeah, uh, Dean I Henderson is one. United will have him at this point. United well, this is the thing they they're showing faith with um, in air quotes with David de Gea at the moment. And that, yeah, I mean that's that's something I want to get your opinion on, Tom. To be honest with you, we we discussed it we discussed it with Troy a few weeks ago. David de Gea. How how many more chances can you give a goalkeeper that's consistently making mistakes before you say actually enough is enough here? I think enough is enough. For me, no more. Yeah, I agree. It's it's time to change. And Dean you think Henderson, it's time? Yeah, he's already part of our squad. He's already one of our players, Dean mm-hmm. Henderson. He's established himself in the Premier League, consistently playing well. You know, he's, he's playing well at number one. He deserves a chance. And if Chelsea come in under United's noses and take him from us, then that would just be a kick in the teeth. Well, well, there's a lot of teams out there that are looking for goalkeepers. You know, there's there's, uh, obviously this goalkeeping situation isn't great at United. Chelsea, um, I know, um, obviously, Sheffield United are going to be looking for a goalkeeper. Um, You know, uh, Leeds apparently are looking for a goalkeeper. They're on the way up. There are a lot of spaces. Um, one goalkeeper that's really come into his own this season and maybe one for Chelsea, Nick Pope, um, obviously yeah. was was a, a whisker away of winning the Golden Glove. Uh, Troy, do you think he'd be a good fit for Chelsea? He would. I think they'd need to offer a lot of money. Um, but as a cheapish option... Uh, I think he'd do well at Chelsea. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I agree with what everyone else has been saying. I, I think Chelsea will definitely look to offload Kepa. Um, he's been nowhere near good enough. Can I tell you one thing? I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if someone went in for Martinez from Arsenal. He's a first-team first goalkeeper now. He's proved himself enough. With Leno coming back in, someone's going to go for him. Well, I one, one, I think go on, Jay. he's been lucky the injury to Leno was so late in the season. Maybe if he had been performing all season and we had that who's starting, but Leno's been injured. You know, we don't, at the moment, he'll, he, he was the number one up until the, uh, well, till the end of the season, it's been confirmed that he'll be starting in the FA Cup. Yeah. Because um, Leno's not ready. And I think clubs will be looking and thinking, well, which one's going to be their number one? We're not sure. So who do we bid for? Um, um, so. Also talk uh, Everton about um, Ancelotti An- 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 not being happy with Pickford. I think there's oh. going to be a, a huge shuffle around with goalkeepers this, this transfer awful. window. Um, yeah, Pickford hasn't been great. Um, I don't think he plays out from the back as well as um, he thinks he can. Um, 
Luke, one thing I wanted to get your opinion on, Pepe Reina, I know he's a lone player, but he's really settled into the team and he's really proven that he could, he's still got what it takes to yeah. be a Premier League goalkeeper. Um, do you think they'll look to continue to keep him or do you uh, think that Tom Heaton uh, will Tom be... Eaton's, Tom Heaton's a good keeper. I really, lo- I really rate Tom Heaton. I think yeah. he's a great goalkeeper. He is a great keeper, but Pepe Reina as well, the both very good well. Pepperano was a bit dodgy style. The last couple of games, he's looked very, very good. Um, and yeah, as I've seen on Twitter, he's got a good couple of dance moves in him as well, singing that when he stayed up. So uh, yeah, keep him there. <laughs> um, yeah, so obviously Leicester, um, we had Reese on a few weeks ago who made a really good point about Leicester City. Maybe they have been the team that has benefited the least from playing behind closed doors. They've really dropped off on form. Um, was that a surprise to anybody? Did anybody find that really surprising that Leicester City have really just turned that around so quickly? I was surprised, definitely. Definitely yeah. surprised. I didn't expect that kind of decline. Same from Sheffield United, to be honest, as well. I, although they were punching above their weight, I didn't expect such a shift. Um, I don't really know, evaluating it as well, I don't really know what's going wrong for them. It just looks like they've, they just gave up and were like, oh, well, are these friendlies? Like, you know, they just kind of lost it. Yeah, they were definitely one of the teams that you feel like were waiting for that season to end um, and, and I think are going to come back better next season. Um, speaking of Reese, I want to honour Reese here. Um, I'm going to honour my family who are in the house here. We're going to talk a little bit about Liverpool. Um, obviously, we discussed on the last podcast how it was going to go with no fans in the stadium to have a trophy lift. Did anybody watch it? Or was I the only one that watched it? I must have missed it. <laughs> I thought I thought you might have been busy, Troy. Um, Washing my hair or something. Um, I don't mean I, I saw I saw you nod in there, Tom. I, mean, I don't know about you, but I think in the circumstances that were difficult, it was very spectacular, wasn't it? Yeah, I agree. It was definitely uh, a spectacle um, given the circumstances, and you could tell how much it meant to all of them actually, just even to be there themselves. So they were able to uh, to celebrate properly, even if there were no fans. Yeah, and and, and it it really was. Um, and I tell you, there was a moment that that was highlighted on Twitter that I I you know I know Jordan Henderson does is a mixed bag on this podcast, Tom. It, it really is. You know, uh, I, I, well, uh, some of us rate him, some of it don't rate him. Really, really nice to see as a captain um, that Milamino was looking quite isolated, look, looking like he wasn't celebrating with anybody. Jordan Henderson um, obviously bring him into the mix, put him next to the trophy, made him involved, which I thought was lovely. And I tell you what, mm. he's he's been a real example. Captain. Yeah, he's he's been a real example of a great captain this season. I really do feel that. And it's it's something that I think is lacking in the modern game is 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 great captains. Um but really real touch of class from Henderson I feel. Um and it's it's something that I feel the the other Premier League captains need to learn from. Um because he, he has been fantastic. Um, Even during the lockdown as well he showed his leadership qualities yeah. by organizing all of that charity uh, work for the NHS and key workers you know he was the one on the phones to the other captains and uh, getting all of that sorted so you know got to give him props for that yeah it, 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 exactly um so yeah props to him um yeah I, I just say one thing about Jordan Henderson of course um obviously the Football Writers Association have named him player of the year I How think that's that, how you feel about that. I I think it's a great call. I mean, I I I have I have really rated Jordan Henderson. I, I watch all the, I I watch all, of, I watch all of Liverpool's games. I mean, there as 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 we've discussed a few times, I do keep an eye on Liverpool. I do I do sort of quietly follow them. Um, and I rate I really do rate him. He pulls the strings in that team. He tidies things up. Troy's shaking his head at me for profusely um so yeah I'm, I'm looking to get Troy's opinion on this 
when you've got De Bruyne in the form of his life yes, all sure. season, he's, he's matched the Premier League assist record. He's scored, he's banged in however many goals. I don't know how you can give it to Henderson, who, yes, was in a Liverpool title winning team, but doesn't have anywhere near the influence that De Bruyne does. Literally what I have in my notes, Troy. Yeah, <laughs> it's oh, about Henderson. I will say one thing. So I think the Bruyne should have had it as well. You know, I do agree with you, but... Hang on, Jay, sorry, what was that? I think De Bruyne should have had it as well, but I will say that it's not all about the stats that come out of the end, because Jordan Henderson, at the end of the day, is a captain who has captained Liverpool to their first Premier League title. And don't look at me like that, Troy, because if... If, the, if Maguire had done that, you'd be like, yeah, Maguire, 100%. No. Should have been Maguire. I'd have given it to Bruno Fernandes in that case. Other players well, yeah, that's that because you love the kids. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I genuinely think... Um, Jordan Henderson's career's sort of really been up and down. I think he stepped into massive shoes taking over from Steven Gerrard. I know Troy's going to roll his eyes again, but it, it really was massive shoes. And he's really proven himself. And it's definitely over the last couple of seasons. So to me, it's the right decision. I know Troy will never agree with me, but I think he's a, he's a quality. He's a quality. He, he, Troy, he's won the Premier League. Like he's, uh, and I'm going to use a, I'm going to use a classic, quote Troy here, the facts don't lie. <laughs> just facts, assists and goals. Yeah, just because he won the Premier League, the team won the Premier League, not Jordan Henderson. From a midfielder. But he's playing he's playing fantastic football. He's play, it, 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 he's got leadership qualities. He's Greenish. scored goals. Greenish. <laughs> maybe in a few years maybe in a few years um, I just it to him out of I, I don't even know how, why they've given it to him just yeah it, it's yeah I can't I didn't have the words to, to describe how I feel like it is no you might have to bear with me a bit this is going back a, a bit of time but the United situation when Alan Smith and Dimitar Berbatov both played for the team. Basically, it's a situation where Berbatov has all the genius, all the you know goals scored, you know contributing to the team in an effective and influential way, much like Kevin De Bruyne. Yet all the fans turned on him because of his, let's say, relaxed attitude, which personally I absolutely loved and adored Dimitar Berbatov. But Alan Smith was always the fans' favourite and always the fans were wanting Alan Smith just because he worked hard for the team. But if you're working hard for the team but you're not actually really contributing that much, then you shouldn't be given all of these plaudits. I don't I don't think I mean obviously we're not gonna agree, but I think I think you can't you can't compare that. I mean Jordan Henderson has played some great football. And I know you probably Sarah haven't Brayden. sat there and... Well, yeah, De Bruyne has too. Well done. <laughs> oh, Grealish. Right, OK. But well, yeah... I'm sorry, but you can, you, you're comparing... Like, you're saying, Henderson, how many more players in that Liverpool team have done just as good, if not, a better job? And you, you, uh, If you want to go with a Liverpool player that's won the league, obviously you want to go for someone else, fine, fine. But you've got Salah, Firmino, Mane. Salah. But they well, haven't had their. They 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 they, nef- they necessarily haven't had their best seasons, I don't think. But, but yet they, Liverpool have still won the won the title. Um, at the end of the day, this is what I'm saying: is that Jordan Arnold, is the captain of that team. Yeah, and, 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 and we'll wonder what he was doing off the pitch for Liverpool about their confidence. Wonder what he was saying every half time it's every not, it's if not. we can't see that as fans as well so if you're picking a player of the bloody year it's going to be someone that the fans have seen and gone oh yeah I'd agree with that but I'm a fan and I agree with it I'm not taking <laughs> okay. 
I'm not taking anything away from Henderson. I've said the whole time. I was, I was in agreement with you, Chris, when we mentioned it before. I do think he's, he's very underrated. You've got loads of players, people saying, oh, he's not good enough. He is. He is good enough. He but very, very and that's, and that's, what I'm, that's what I'm loving. I think, I think for years, people labelled him as someone that wasn't good enough. And now he's proving that he is. And I, I really respect that. I really yeah, respect that out of him. Um, if you're a top club, if you're a top club in Europe, right, and you've got a choice, like Jordan Henderson or Kevin De Bruyne, who do you pick? Kevin De Bruyne all day long. Yeah, De Bruyne. You can drop De Bruyne in the yeah, team you, and it'd improve yeah. it. Yeah. You can't do the same with Henderson. Well, but De Bruyne I'm, I'm going to lead you. To- I'm, um, I'm, I'm picking a championship winner, if I'm honest, but. <laughs> <laughs> Right, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna leave that there because again, that's another debate that we can have at another time. Thank you for bringing that one up, Tom. Um, <laughs> right. Okay, so this moving down the table slightly, I want to talk about the two North London clubs. Um, obviously, Arsenal, Tottenham, both been slightly off the pace, but are showing promise. Joe, how do you feel? Um, Obviously, we don't want to talk about Tottenham with you, Joe, because I know you probably aren't really that bothered about them. But Arsenal have have, have been hit and miss since the return. Where do you see them next season? And what do you think needs to happen for them not to be in this situation next year? It's a weird one. I don't really know what to think because, I mean, this season's been awful. It, It has been atrocious. I think under Arteta, we've been fine. We've lost a couple of games that we shouldn't have. Um, to three start, we lost obviously to Villa. I think that was probably more a fatigue kind of thing. We just didn't look up for it the entire game. Um, I think yeah, I don't really know what to think because will we have Europe? Will we not have Europe? Will play big players they're probably not going to care about Europa League they're going to want Champions League it's um it's obviously I haven't really been keeping up to speed with Arsenal is, is Europa League confirmed or have they got to win the FA Cup for that? Uh, we've got to win the FA Cup right okay otherwise the, it goes to Wolves but you're playing it you're playing a good a Chelsea are on form at the moment we are playing Chelsea are on form but I mean you can't say win I know we lost no, the but apart from that we beat Liverpool we beat City um, it's going to be a great game I think that is I think that's going to be a cracking FA Cup final I will it say will that be. it will and, be and we love the FA Cup obviously we've won it the most times um, the problem is Joe if you don't win the FA Cup this season the Arsenal's season has been atrocious it has been yeah but at the same time do we do we want Europa League next season or do we want Europe in Europe huh you want to be in Europe? Well, I don't know, because um, it takes the focus off the Premier League again. You've often said, though, Joe, this season has been a year of transition for Arsenal. Yeah. Um, and and as an outsider looking in, I'm not an Arsenal fan. I don't watch, uh, you know, a huge amount of their games. But you can see the improvement from beginning of the season to the team that walks out there now. The way that they play, the way that they, you know, it's it, it's impressive. And the big thing that I'm noticing, um, even from just a fan on the outside, is just the improvement of the club morale in general. You know, there doesn't seem to be too much like bad going on. If there is, you know, Arteta's so upfront about it. You know, stuff was going on with Gwendausi. Off you go, mate. Hasn't played again for us since. Urso, he's having none of it. He's just like, look. You're playing for the club or you're not playing. And that's done wonders for, for us. He's come out and there's been talk in the press about the board. And he's gone, I trust the board. The board trusts me. Full backing. And it's just, I think we'll, it, the, seats, the transfer winner is going to be tough for everyone because of, you know, COVID. Um, we've, um, we've got some breaking news, by the way. Uh, so breaking news is that Adam Lallana has just confirmed his um, move to Brighton. Um, uh, there's a picture on Instagram with him holding up the number 14 shirt for Brighton. Um, do we think that's a good move? Anybody? I think it's a great move for Brighton. I think I think that's a fantastic move for Brighton. Downgrading a career. 
Yeah, well, he, he was coming to he was coming to the end of his his time at Liverpool. Um, I think that's a really good catch for for Brighton. I think oh, yeah. I think they've they've got a real real good good quality player there. Um, so yeah, no, I think that's that's great. So go, going back to North London clubs, Joe. Um, does it hurt? Obviously, does it? Does, would you say it hurts quite a bit that you've finished below Tottenham this year? Do you know what? I haven't really even given it a thought. I'm not going to lie. Um, it's been terrible. You can't really compare it. I think they've both been rubbish. It's first yeah. raped Europe. Um, I think at the end of the day, you know, they finished. We've we we have been atrocious right this season. We've been awful. And we finished three points behind them, and like, yeah, Spurs, like Spurs add, haven't been great either, have I'd, they? I'd like to add, give Arteta this transfer window now. He'll buy the players yep. he wants. He's already got Aubameyang. He's, he's got that focal point. He's got a couple of players already who are going to be. Staying if we hold on to him, if we are, if you're on to him, hopefully you will, and uh, give him a transfer window, and I reckon you'll be fine. I think that's what you want. Your benefit, youngsters benefit for these couple of weeks off. We've got Saliba coming in. I think he'll probably jump straight to the first team. I'm not going to lie, because uh, we've got no centre-backs and I don't think we'll be able to afford one. You uh, need Europa, though. You need to attract them players. If you haven't got Europa and you then Arteta's trying to attract players from this transfer window, you need, you need Europa just to attract them. I don't know, because our, what, what player is going to be attracted to... Oh, yeah, buzzing. Let's go play... Flipping... What is it? Yeah, but it's better than oh, having nothing, Let's it? go play Genk on buzzing. Like, it doesn't really work like that. You're not playing Atletico Madrid. You're not playing PSG. You're playing... That's true, but... Yeah, no, you know, so, so, so talk, talking about your North London rivals, we'll, we'll go to the two Manchester boys. Um, where do you think Spurs need to improve their team? Um, do you think it's a number of areas? Any any areas stick out? Probably a number of areas, I would have thought. <laughs> I mean, up top they've got Harry Kane and Son, but it's a matter of if they can keep them fit. Yeah. When they were out injured, how much that affected them. I've always felt like with Tottenham, plan A's great, but they haven't got a plan B. Definitely. And I think that's the struggle for that team. Um, yeah, but, so... I mean, they seem very, very happy to just be finishing sixth, to be honest. Yeah. So, well, you, you know. saw you saw Jose Mourinho's reaction. I mean, but, uh, 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 finishing, you know, sixth. That's you know. That's what I'm gonna come on to is like, what is the mentality at that club? Because they're celebrating finishing sixth with a one-all draw against Crystal Palace, who had nothing to play for, um, and like as if they've won the league. I'm surprised he didn't go sprinting down the touchline. Like he did against Man United. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure Joe will finish with the the, the club's a joke, isn't that right? Was he? <laughs> oh yeah. Didn't Mourinho say that since he jo- if he if the table was since he joined, they would have been a Champions League place, and that's well, what he was. Well done. him again, wasn't it? Yeah, exactly. exactly yeah. Right, so I've re- I realise that this this has been a really long podcast. We've had a lot to cover. Um, obviously, we're going to try and round this up here. Um, I wanted to go back to some of the decisions that we made earlier on in the year before we came back. Um, <laughs> obviously, and, and we'll just re- revisit some and just see if we're still in the same place. So we'll go back to manager of the season. So we gave Klopp manager of the season. Are we still in agreement? I think you can't not give it to Klopp with yeah. the... Um, yeah. we, we put second and third as Chris Wilder and Brendan Rodgers. Now, that just goes to show how much of a decline those two clubs have had. Um, I, I, think Frank, I think Frank Lampard should be in that conversation for manager of the year. I said Lampard um, and Ole. Yeah, those two, definitely. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, obviously, I, I, I hate to admit it, but um, uh, yeah, so I would I, I completely agree. I think... Yeah, that just goes to show the real sort of where that's declined. Um, obviously, we talked about the relegation battle. Um, me, Troy and Joe all got two each correct. Um, Joe, unfortunately, only got the one correct. Um, but it was so unpredictable. Luke was very, I was listening back. Luke was very nearly correct with all three because he originally said Watford. 
he did originally say okay. Watford, and then he changed to um, yeah. to Brighton. Um, yeah. Yes, and, and again, Brighton. <laughs> yeah. it, it's a it's a it's a great you know we everyone apart from me put Brighton, and I think that's a real show that how far Brighton's come since the restart as well. They've really picked up. Um, obviously, we all said Norwich. That was pretty much done and dusted. So, and we haven't really discussed Norwich, but you know, thanks no, for no need, so. thanks for coming. Um, you can discuss we'll, some more next season, Chris. Yeah, when I start the Championship Fan <laughs> Podcast. <laughs> um, and lastly, we'll talk about teams of the season. So this came really controversially. We had some controversial names. Um, obviously, I'm not going to go through everybody's. I'm not going to go through everybody's you team did. of the season. You had Todd Cantwell in there. I had Todd Cantwell. You wait. He'll be. He'll be. He's the next big thing. Um, <laughs> Um, any anybody got any any names that we feel should have been involved in in team of the season? One thing I will say, Joe, is you put Egan in your defence, and he's made BBC team. No, but he's made BBC team of the year today. Has so we? yeah, so that's that's a really good call for you. Well, that's what I, yeah, no, that's what I do. Goalkeeping you know. goalkeeping wise, we had two Hendersons, a Pope and an Allison. I think they've all been pretty yeah. consistent. Uh, Alexander Arnold and Robertson featured quite heavily in all of our teams. Uh, Virgil, Van Dijk. Again, he had a little drop-off at the end of the season, but not enough for him not to be in the team. Oh, yeah, he scored a goal yesterday, didn't he? Yes, so that's fair enough. Um, A lot of us have put Henderson in the team. We're not going to go back to Henderson because (laughs) we've already picked Henderson. Um, And we've uh, we've all got Vardy up top, which is um, he has won the golden boot. At at the age of, what, is he 34 now? Hmm. He did very well. I was gutted as well. Shabby, Uber finished one off. You had Grealish in yours, yeah, and I think Joe did had Joe Grealish. Well? No, I, I, had Tom, Grealish. I, I had Todd Cantwell because I couldn't bring myself no, to put. I think Joe did, didn't I? I think Joe, had, uh, yeah, Joe, Joe had, um, Joe had Jack Grealish in his. Um, looking back, actually, I think I think there's a lot of quality players in there that we probably wouldn't change. Um, really, uh, probably Bruno Fernandez. I'd probably put in there. I think you can't not. I, mean, I know the the two us uh, um, United boys are going to be smirking at that, but he's been fantastic latter part of the season. So, any any anything you change, boys, with that, or fairly comfortable? Comfortable. Yeah. I'm fairly happy with all that. I, I know I had I had quite a few Leicester players in mine. Um, obviously, they dropped off towards the end. But, Can I say um, one bias thing? Am I allowed one bias thing? Say it, go on. I'd, I'd make a case for having Saka at left back. I put. I think I've had Saka in my team. Um, yeah, I think I had Saka in mine. Obviously, what we're, we're going to sign off now here. Last in the series, we're not going back to the new season. Um, new season, new start. Anything anybody wants to add before we sign off? Oh yeah, Arsenal might have a trophy by then. Arsenal have a trophy by then. <laughs> Uh, it's been a pleasure serving one listener thank you yeah i mean we we got to thank our one listener for listening thank you tom (laughs) thank you tom we appreciate it thank you for joining us today um we are going to we are going to leave it there we will join you all in the new season thank you for joining us thank you for supporting the podcast if you do listen um and yeah we will see you again thank you very much boys See you later. Cheers. See you later. Good night. God bless. So there you have it. That is the end of the current series of the Premier League Fan Podcast. I want to thank everybody who supported the podcast. Thank you for listening. Thank you for getting involved on social media. I appreciate. We appreciate all of the listeners. So thank you so much for all your support. We will be back at the start of next season. Look out on our social media at PL Fan Podcast on our Instagram, Facebook, Twitter for an exact date of when we would be back. But the four of us will be back to discuss everything going on next season. Thank you once again and we will see you soon.